Wednesday, April 18, 2018. This is Born the Battle, brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm your host, Marine Corps veteran Timothy Lawson, celebrating my two-year mark at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Very exciting. Uh, hope to have many more years bringing you excellent content. Uh, we're creeping up on episode 100 of the podcast. All great things coming in 2018. I'm very excited. Not a lot to report on the VA side, so I'm just going to roll into today's interview. It is with Marine Corps veteran Alfie Katevis. Now, Alfie is a friend of mine uh, who had a, I don't know how we say this, usual might be the right word for it, or um, unsurprising uh, transition. That's what we'll go with, unsurprising transition. Uh, transition out of the military, aspired to be an entrepreneur, uh, got a got a brand started, got super busy with that and school and a number of other things. And then it was found that he was too busy, that he was uh, not taking care of himself mentally and emotionally. And sort of uh, after graduated, sort of put it all away to go explore the world and to explore himself, started meditating uh, and started some al- al- alternative healing and uh, I thought that he would be a great person to bring on and talk about the practice and the experience of meditation because as America addresses uh, its situation with opioids, more and more people and even more so more and more veterans are looking to alternative methods for healing, yoga, meditation, gardening, things that just that help them feel better without uh, necessarily being uh, prescribed uh, something. And so I brought in Alfie because I watched him go through that uh, transition and see how it benefited him on the back end. So Alfie's going to talk to us. Uh, He's going to explain a little bit more about his service, about his transition, about his decision to start exploring meditation uh, how he practices, how how veterans can really tap into what they experience in the military um, in in being able to benefit in um, in in meditation and, and how so many of us are already already sort of wired for that do one thing, focus on one thing mentality. So um, Alfred Katevis, Marine veteran on meditation. I know you're gonna enjoy this. I was missing this camaraderie. It's frustrating when you try and talk to people that don't understand. I still had the anger. I still had the addictions. But we didn't talk about that. Came to a point where it's like, okay, I really need to talk to somebody about this. Family more or less encouraged me, you know, go go to the VA. It's okay to go get help. It's okay to talk to people. Because it takes true strength to ask for help. Hear veterans' real stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. Let's talk about it. All right, Alfie. What do I what do I call you anymore? It just <laughs> is Alfie good. Yeah, Alfie's good, man. All right, uh, Alfie. You and I go back to I want to say 2010 when we were posted at the embassy in Moscow, Russia. Um, we then worked together after the Marine Corps uh on a little endeavor that you and a part and your partner uh stirred up called veteran empire that was the first uh i guess not the first podcast but it, i look back at it as sort of like my my flagship podcast um, yes, back in the day and 
Um, and then we all sort of went our own routes. And, and here I am still doing what, what I learned I was good at. Um, but you are in a, in a different space. And, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But um, I want to start with you know, the one thing that we all have in common, Alfie, is, as veterans, and that's the decision to join the United States military. Do you remember when when a young Alfie was inspired to, to join the United States Marine Corps? <laughs> um, I think if, if I can point it back to a single moment, it was my junior year in high school, and, you know, the Marine recruiters, they came in, I guess it was like a career day or something but we were out in the field and the marine guys had their their cami bottoms and and they're all jacked and they had this this pull-up bar and i thought yo that's dope as fuck i want to do that and i think that's that's when i knew i wanted to join the military because at, at then i wasn't too keen on doing the college thing right away you know because you know we just had 12 years of schooling i wanted to do something else and and the Marine Corps really appealed to me because of, you know, myriad reasons of venture and guns and blown up stuff. You know, all the, all, all the typical recruiting material. Do you tell me, um, this is one of my, my, my favorite questions on the, on the show now. Um, and one that I'm interested to get your answer on. Tell me, tell me about a, a close friend or a great leader that you had while you're in the Marine Corps. You can choose either one of them, but tell me, tell me about that person. I, I would say a good, well, we had, I had many good leaders, but to pick one, I think my very first staff NCO in the fleet, Staff Sergeant Williams, um, he was very pivotal in my growth because, you know, he, he received me as a boot and that was, you know, for many people, that's your transition of coming from your mama's womb and into, into the fold, into the fleet, into the operating forces. So he, he really molded me into what a Marine should be, you know, just this go-getter, won't take no for an answer, um, just, you know, the basic Marine things, like he really instilled that in me and really amplified what we were taught in boot camp and um, SOI and all that kind of stuff. What was your what was your MOS again? I was a small craft mechanic. I fixed Zodiacs, very Zodiac well. Zodiac boats and stuff. Okay, yeah. all right. And then and then uh, how did how did you end up on MSG duty and doing uh, guarding embassies? Um. Well, I, I guess. Well, so I I was doing sort of doing the small craft mechanic thing, um, and. This was during OIF, so I deployed twice with my unit, first recon, and we were going to go for a third pump, exact same as the past two pumps. So I was like, dude, I, I want to do something else, and that's when I decided you know, I, I, I can serve in a different capacity, and that's when MSG really appealed to me, yeah. you know, just travel and do cool stuff. So the, the name of the name of the program is Born the Battle, and and not every veteran faces literal combat. Some do, some don't. But we all face some sort of challenge or adversity or difficulty um, in our in our in, during our time in the military. Can you call an ex, an experience like that and how you dealt with it? Um, you know, looking back, I think I had it pretty pretty easy. Um, you know, we did. The, combat tours did the 
the mobile patrols, foot patrols, whatever. But I didn't really get into some crazy shit that I can remember. Like the the most stressful things are just PT and getting yelled at. But you know, everyone's used to that, so I can't really consider that stressful. You know, <laughs> PT I, and getting yelled at. That's that sums yeah. it up right there. <laughs> I mean, I guess because we're so used to that that any other kinds of stress is is more or less the same. So um, I, I guess the mental fortitude we get during our training, it, like I, it's hard for me to say, oh, this was a tough time for me. But I mean, I, I can't say that for others who have gone through the, the crazy combat and have PTSD. I, I don't know that experience, you know? Right, of course. So uh, I, 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 guess, I guess instead of one peak moment where it's this, crazy fog of war i would say um this nagging duration of years of stress is one thing i can mention sure what what prompted your transition out um i around age 24 25 i kind of i felt that for further growth i needed i needed to exit out of the Marine Corps structure so I could, you know, do whatever it is that I'm called for. Um, and at that time, I mean, I still am, but creativity and art and photography, like these are things that really fire me up. It's something I did during the Marine Corps and it's something I pursued as I was exiting, transitioning out and I pursued it afterwards. And as you mentioned, you know, veteran empire, that, that brand, that company was part of that transition. And, you know, Towards the last two years of my eight-year stint in the Marine Corps, you know that that was that was part of my transition. I, I thought, hey, I want to do this now. I want to grow this now. I want to uh, pursue this because you know everyone says it in the Marine Corps, like everyone's got to get out eventually. And really, the Marine Corps is there to create better citizens afterwards. And I felt like that was my time then to do it. Yeah. We know a lot of veterans, you know, experience some sort of emotional dilemma shortly uh, or, you know, within the first year or two of them getting out with their, uh, for, for a number of reasons. Did you experience anything like that? Yeah, man. This is, and we've had this conversation before. This is a, this was a matter of, for me, how I see it, it was a matter of identity. So having done eight years in the Marine Corps since I was 18, you know, my entire adult identity was Marine. I'm a Marine. I'm, I'm this. I'm Sergeant Q. I've done all this. And then as soon as you get out, you're just, you're just Alfie. And that, that kind of fucks with you in the head if you're, if you're not alert to how you attach your ego, your identity to that. Because Big Bad Marine all of a sudden turns into just Alfie. You know, not everyone knows how to cope with that. And, and that, I think that one year transition, that was a huge catalyst in, in what led me to um, seek out meditation and to, to learn all these things through philosophies and, and the spiritual concepts or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's something we don't talk about in, you know, the separations courses or or really even in the veteran space too often that that transition out from 
uh, active duty military to civilian, to, to Alfie, to Tim. Um, and I, I feel that that's, you know, through the course of my work now, is it's something I want to address and kind of illuminate so that for those guys who are in that point, hey, we've gone through it. Let, here's our insight to, to kind of make that easier for you. So, yeah, so you, you mentioned that you, um, the, you know, the, the reason why I invited you on was to talk about meditation and talk about the, the art and the, the practice of living in the moment, being present. Um, yeah. As I mentioned before we started recording, this is something that veterans are very open to much more than they were 10 years ago, um, mm-hmm. especially because there's a lot of, you know, we, we know that opioids are a problem in the United States. Veterans don't want to be prescribed pills anymore. They want to just, they want to heal. They want to, they want to grow. Um, yoga, meditation, gardening, exercise, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's so many different, you know, like in, in gardening has, has proven to be, uh, you know, a, um, a, a therapeutic, um, venture for, for many. So, um, I wanted to bring you on cause I, of all my friends that I feel like you have, uh, probably the best perspective and understanding of, uh, of the experience. So, um, you know, you sort of set it up there for yourself. So I'll let you continue from there. You know, how did you get introduced to this and how did you acknowledge that it's something you needed to pursue? Yeah. Okay. Um, so from that transition out of the military, you know, I, we started doing the veteran empire and, and then I went to school to learn advertising and marketing to help with the, that business. And then I was still doing photography on the side and then, you know, doing work on the side. So I had all these crazy things going on, um, being busy all the time, doing all this work, blah, 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 blah. And, and in that, what I was really doing is I kept putting off my, my happiness, my peace to the future for when the business is running, for when I have the the degree for when I'm making enough money at the job for when I'm a popular photographer, you know, and in, in basing my happiness in future, I was never happy or at peace in what I was doing now doing that day. And, you know, do this long enough, do this over the course of one year, two years, three years, a person can only take so much, uh, you'll get exhausted and you'll break. Um, so after a few years of doing that, I was just so exhausted. I had to really take a look at myself and think, yo, I got to make some changes here. You know, my, my hair is falling out and I'm just always busy all the time. So I, I, I started making changes and, um, my entry into meditation first started in philosophy, actually, I was just really interested in people's uh, perspectives on life. And I, I really started with Western philosophy, like the Greeks and, and Renaissance philosophers, whatever. Um, and then eventually that led to Alan Watts, a British philosopher. And Alan Watts is really my introduction into uh, Zen philosophy and Taoism, Buddhism, Hinduism and that those are the the meditation cultures that really um, started my own practice into you know being in the moment 
um, being aware of the thoughts you keep in your head, um, just just a a more clear perspective on what life is and what our experience here is. Do you can you so can you recall and 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 um, I ask this because I know that for a lot of people the idea of meditation sounds good and even the desire to meditate is there. But a lot of times there's intimidation on trying it. There is a lot of uh, unrealistic expectations. Can you recall on the first time you attempted to meditate and sort of what that experience was for you? Yeah. um, So when I learned what meditation is in the context of uh, like mindfulness, um, you know, I just started by sitting down, just sit down breathe, close the eyes and see what happens. Um, and to be honest, I started doing that with supplementing it with uh, medical marijuana, um, just to really relieve stress and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that that was my experience with it. Just, just sit down and do it, see what it's all about, explore it, discover it because meditation Meditation, that even that word, that means so many different things to so many different people that you really have to find your meditation, your form of meditation. Uh, like you were saying, gardening is a popular thing. Well, yeah, because gardening is a form of meditation. For people that are very new to the concept, what what are you attempting to do with a medit- like what what is the purpose of the practice and then we, we you've 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 sort of talked around it and generalized it but uh more specifically like when you sit down and meditate what what are you hoping what you know what are you doing sure or what are you um, not doing <laughs> yeah let, let, so it, it, how i talk about it I, I let's clean up this language um so to me meditate well to anyone who is really into a practice meditation is not so much sitting down that's just a, a an activity of it it's it's a way to focus on it but meditation at its simplest really is is experiencing life your external life your external environment as well as being aware of the mind chatter that's going on in your head it's a simultaneous happening the inner and the outer, right? Um, and and so you can do this in anything. You can be mindful of these two inner and outer, these two things in anything, in walking your dog, in gardening, in washing your dishes, what, whatever. What the sitting meditation is, it's, it's the same thing, being mindful of your environment and the mind chatter, but you're using the actual sitting as a, to, to kind of focus on that activity alone. Because if you're in movement, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of see that mind chatter. Does that kind of make, make sense to you? Yes. Um, so, so the best, and I know that you're, you're starting to get into coaching. Um, so 
uh, I'm hoping that you can describe this uh, a little bit better. Um, but like, if so, if if you were to tell someone sort of what to do, or if you're, when you're coaching them on, uh, you know, try this first, or or you know, if if you you know when you want to meditate, this is this is the practice. What, what what do you tell them? Does that make sense? Yeah. So for because meditation transcends any words or techniques or anything that you have to explain it in the way the person can hear it. So the way I explain it to you is going to be different to how I explain it to say my sister, say to, um, 60 year old Lucy, you know? So uh, really that takes listening to the person, see where they're at, see what their life experiences are, see where their language is, and then give them the words to hear what meditation is. So for the Marines, military in general, you know, I like to say that I first learned meditation. I first learned Zen in the Marine Corps. Like the entire experience is meditation. Um, like, so one example I like to give is in, you know, in the sitting meditation where you're you're focused on the breath, you're focused on environment, you're focused on the present moment, you know, that activity, that activity of awareness is the exact same activity as when a person, when a Marine is on a foot patrol, you know, you're, you're attuned to your senses, you're attuned to the sights, you're attuned to the sounds, to the smells, and you are out of your head because if you're in your head you you blind yourself to the environment you blind yourself to the senses so you really a foot patrol is the ultimate meditation you're completely grounded completely anchored in the present into the situation so uh, what i would say to a lot of military folks is if you've had that experience of a foot patrol or whether it be in combat or training Remember that awareness you had then. Remember that because that that awareness is meditation. Do you uh, so 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 tell me uh, you you've been doing this what a few years now right um, yeah and, yeah uh, you know, what are some of the short term and long term benefits that you've noticed? Okay, um, short term is you know have clarity of mind. I, I, whenever I have a thought, I'm not lost in that thought. I can, I can see it and I can snap out of it if I need to. Um, and calm, calmness is what people see. Peace, happy. I'm, I'm always a joy. Um, life is easy. Life is effortless. I flow better. Mm, life is effortless. I effortless, like that. Baby. Yeah. I feel light, joyful, you know, and these things arise within the person once you once you quiet the mind chatter. So, so let's so let's talk about the the positive emotions then, because it's not like you are all of a sudden immune or have totally escaped adversity, right? You like there's, um, you know, life still has its challenges, and and you have as a person have to deal with them. So how has how how has meditation in the, in this practice helped you deal with those so that way the outcome is still a a joyful experience and not one that's going to cause stress, anxiety and the rest? 
Sure. Um, it depends on the context. Um, so when something happens in our life, um, really, you can have two perspectives of it. You can be like, oh, this sucks, or, ah, I accept it, I'll deal with it. And the, oh, this sucks, everyone's done that. You know, That's how you live a miserable life. But if you accept it and you say, oh, I'm going to deal with it, ah, that takes the edge off that adversity. And now, what, since the edge is off, you can deal with it. And from that, oh, I can deal with it, then you can you can you can shift that emotion a little bit further into ah I'm at peace with it, and then you can shift it be even more of ah it's all good, and then shift it a little bit more like ah, it'll work out you know and it's just a practice it's a practice in your mindset it's a practice of the thoughts you are practicing the thoughts you are keeping. So one thing that I, I noticed about the benefit of of living in the present, having present mind, um, is the ability to regulate mental time travel, right? And mm-hmm. um, and I'm, mm-hmm. um, for anybody not tracking, you know, either being worried or too concerned about the future, or or being too wrapped up in what has already happened, um, and of course, you know, being mindful or being aware of those things is 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 uh, is one thing, but allowing too much distraction outside of the present moment um, can cause a lot of anxiety and be really distracting, and and um, you know, takes you out of a flow. Uh, can you speak on that a little bit? I, brother, you just said it all. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to talk about? I okay. Mean, that's, that's exactly it. Okay. I mean, because, yeah, today is the only day that exists. So, like, I can't breathe my breath in tomorrow. I can't breathe in my, I can't breathe my breath in yesterday. I can only breathe today. I can only breathe now. So, to put too much stress and worry on tomorrow that's fruitless your meteor can hit the earth tonight so like what is the use of your worry on tomorrow you know anything can happen yeah so to it's really it's an acute understanding an acute realization that this present moment this present experience is all there is and so if you want to live a joyful happy peaceful effortless light life keep up with the present moment for instance this this podcast we're recording at this moment this is this is it this is my task at hand this is all this is my moment this is my life right now so to worry about what i'm gonna do tomorrow that's that's dumb i'm 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 not that's not focusing on the task at hand the task at hand is this the podcast the the challenge that I try to give myself, and it's it's you know it's one that um, you know we all struggle with. Uh, you know, Alfie, I know you back in the veteran empire days. Uh, you know, you were the same way. We we've spoken uh, for hours about this, but um, you know, I've I try to remind myself to to, to do one thing, um, yeah. and that you know, and that it becomes. In a world where you can, you know, where you can, you know, respond to emails while you're on an elevator, you know, or, you know, where you can literally, you can be commuting or in, in doing something where it's easy to have a TV show on while you're doing something, um, you know, I, I've, like, you know, 
devices have made it made this much more difficult. But anytime that I can remind myself and get myself to just do one thing, I, I find myself to to be more involved, uh, to enjoy that thing more. Um, yeah. And and where this where this has definitely helped is when when I watch TV. And when I say helped is I am much more specific about what I watch and why I watch it. Like there's there's no very rarely do I ever have background noise on anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if if a show's going to be on, it's going to be because I'm sitting down and I'm watching that show. Um, and I try to resist picking up my phone while the program's on um, to fully enjoy it and then to to fully experience the start and end of that um, of that task. Yeah. Um, do you do you do you even expand on that? I know, I, I know, I'm killing it over here, but <laughs> <laughs> see, you know, military people already know meditation. You just got to be reminded of it. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's that's a solid way to to speak about it. It's the multitasking, the the way we've praised it before. It multitasking is a lie. You can only do one thing. At a time, multitasking is just switching between those two things really fast, right? Yeah. You know, people say this. Um, and meditation is, it's really a practice of holding that focus, holding that, that awareness, holding that task at hand as if it's the only thing there is. Because at that moment, that's all there is. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just a practice. You know, like you're you're speaking these concepts, these these ideas, and everyone knows this. It's logical. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Where people get wrapped up is the practice. It all, and that's all it is. It's just practice, 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 practice. Muscle memory, muscle memory, muscle memory. So, so that's so. I I imagine, and you 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 touched on it earlier, but just sort of to to reiterate and to give a more actionable item to the listeners. What, what does it mean to practice? And I think, and, and I'm sure there's a few people that still have that question, uh, right now. So that's, that's why I want to want to revisit it. Um, you know, like what, what does it mean to practice this stuff? Sure. Okay. The way I teach it is my teaching is pretty hardcore. Just, Hey, Hey guy, be here, be here, be here, be here now. That, Cause that's all there is. And so what that, uh, um, unfolds as um, so you're going about your day you know say you're washing dishes washing dishes uh, and as soon as you get a thought as soon as you get that worry as soon as you get that that anxiety snap out of it guy you're washing dishes that thing is a thought in your head okay go back to dishes washing dishes blah, blah blah and then you get another thought hey snap out of that thought be here wash dishes okay washing dishes and it's just a repetition of that every time you get that off thought hey wake up be here oh that person did me wrong hey wake up be here oh i gotta worry about tomorrow hey wake up be here and it's this constant practice of be here, be here, be now, be present, be here, be now, be present, right? Because it, that is the flow of life. Every moment is here. It's ever unfolding. And so a meditation practice is a practice to always come back here, come back now. 
the way I can speak it now isn't how I used to be because I practiced it before I'd have to sit down. Okay, sit down, be quiet, breathe. And then, and then I started noticing the thought patterns. Then I started seeing the mind chatter. Then I started seeing all the, the thought circles and beliefs and worries and anxieties. And then eventually, ah, now I see it. Ah, let me ground myself back to the present, back to my breath. And then as I practiced that, I, the more and more I practiced that, I started getting quicker and, and faster and more focused in seeing when I have the thoughts. And it's not that I don't have thoughts. I have thoughts all the time. It's that my awareness is also anchored into what is here, what is real, what is now. I just observe these thoughts detached from them so that I'm not lost in its emotional grasp, in its emotional gravity. And that's what mindfulness is do you um do you do guided me meditations at all do i listen to guided meditations is yeah that yeah um no i've i've actually never been a fan of guided meditation because people talk too much <laughs> <laughs> um I, as soon as i learned zazen um just plain zen sitting meditation i i got it i was hooked and it's really just Sit down, shut up, watch your thoughts, breathe. That's it. It's, that's, that's as simplest, as minimalist as, that, as it can be. And because I'm, I'm a pretty minimalist person, that's my style, I really attracted to that. So I imagine in, that at least one person has this question, so I'm going to ask it. You know, you, you know we, we were talking about not time traveling, not worrying about the, about the past, not... Um, not thinking too much about the future, um, but you know, you still learn from the past. You still, obviously, you're a human that you live in society and around people. You have to at least you still plan for the future. Like we planned to do this podcast, right? So you are not completely ignorant <laughs> to the Correct. time before and after any present moment. Um, so you know how do how do you balance that? How do you how do you how Tell the mindfulness of being aware of the future and your tasks in the future um, without letting them worry or preoccupy you. Sure. Yeah. So, um, again, let me clean up my language. It's, it's not so much not thinking because thoughts always come. You need thoughts to work in this world, like to schedule a podcast it's the overthinking it's the excessive thinking we're trying to minimize um and that's practice that's that's practicing and listening to yourself hearing yourself when there's too much chatter when that chatter is causing discord within you um and that's that's something as that's something you figure out in your practice that that's your balance that's your path that's your journey that's your that that's part of your process of learning what is essential to you before we get to the 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 wrap-up questions do you any books do you recommend to people yeah man let's um let's see i got plenty of books oh you know what for this audience i would say stealing fire it's a rather new book um the the tagline is like how Silicon Valley, the Navy SEALs and Maverick scientists 
are revolutionizing the way we live and work. Um, and it's a book about the the uh, the concept of flow. Have you heard of you? Have you heard of that before? I've heard the concept of flow. Yes. Yeah, flow. And I, I like this word because to me, it's exchangeable. It's synonymous to meditation. It's it's getting out of your head and executing on whatever it is you need to execute. Um, so for yeah, for service members, military people, veterans. I think Stealing Fire by Stephen Cutler and Jamie Wheel is a really good book to start because flow is something that, you know, science is corroborating these days. There's lots of tons of research on it, but flow is something, you know, spiritual traditions have been speaking about for millennia. They just use different language. They call it meditation. They call it Zen, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's something people can can check out. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and just to spit off a couple more, yeah. um, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, that's a good one. I, that's one I really enjoy. Uh, the Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell, if you like, that's a good one too. Um, Zen Bones, Zen Flesh, another good one. Let's see. What was yeah. that one book? I, I read it just before you and I last spoke, and you said it was one of your favorites. Oh, yeah, Tao Te Ching. It's the, a book of 81 poems by the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu, um, and it is a founding text for Taoism, actually. And Taoism is what influenced Indian Buddhism, which eventually transmuted to Zen. And that's why I, I really enjoy it. I can understand that language. And, and, and actually, Tao Te Ching, that's, that's in that language, in that poetic language, that's what uh, flow is. That's what stealing fire is talking about. Very well. You, you've touched on like on military already being prepared for, for meditation, but um, tell me about a, a skill set or a discipline that you had in, in the military, that you gained in the military that's contributing to your success today. Ah, creativity. My creativity just the way I've developed it since my separation, you know, I've, I've done photography. Now I, I, I've been doing design, I'm making videos and now it's really the speech, the language of creativity. Um, that's, I think that's my, my greatest strength. You know, I, I'm a master of communication and I know it. And that's why I, I like to talk about meditation um, because essentially meditation transcends any words. So you got to re- be really creative and clever in how you explain it. Um, and so that's, you know, my Instagram, that's why you see my Instagram in that way. Um, cause it, you have, I, I wouldn't say you have to do it this way, but to awaken somebody from their, the fog of overthinking, I consider it an art form. Um, because that's a way people can hear it. Tell me about a veteran or a veteran organization that you're familiar with that has you excited about what they're doing right now. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Rubicon. I, I like what they're doing, man. Like, yeah. you know, just getting out there, boots on ground, you know, being having utility for helping mankind. I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. 
Alfie Q, it's always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Yeah, man. I know you're getting into coaching some of this stuff. So if anybody listening is is interested to get a little bit more of your guidance, how, how can they inquire? I'm easily available via my social media at brother.alfie on Instagram. Find me there. That's where I spend a lot of my time. I dig it. Alfie, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service to our country. And thank you for uh, helping the, the audience and veterans better understand the, the value of meditation. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. I served in Vietnam. I served in Iraq. No matter where you served or when, VA has benefits for veterans of every generation. To learn what benefits you may be eligible for, visit www.va.gov. Big thanks to Alfie again for for joining me. I hope you uh, learned something here. Um, Every VA medical center, every vet center, every uh, program is a little bit different on what they offer locally. But do ask your primary care provider or your counselor um, about how you can possibly get into um, these types of uh, into these types of practices like yoga, like meditation. See what's available. See if it's for you, and uh, and see what what benefits you see. This week's Medal of Honor citation reading is for Alfred Ransbottom. Service is United States Army. He was a first sergeant in Company K, 97th Ohio Infantry during the Civil War. Year of Honor is 1864. Citation reads, Captured the flag of the 2nd Mississippi Infantry in a hand-to-hand fight with the color bearer. We honor his service. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen We know there's a lot of options out there for entertainment, so really appreciate you spending your time here listening to these powerful veteran stories and the insight that they provide uh, to their unique vocations and perspectives. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at D-E-P-T Vet Affairs, and be sure to rate us and review us in your podcatcher of choice, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever it is you do listen, appreciate a rating and review. I'm Timothy Lawson, signing off.